the Bethany Covenant Church Sermon Podcast. We are a multi-generational community in Berlin, Connecticut. Our services are held Sundays at 9.30 a.m., and you can find out more about us at www.bethanycovenant.org. Welcome. This is an exciting day, as uh, later in the service we'll have an opportunity to celebrate what we did as a body last week and saying yes, many of us, to being chosen uh, by a child in the Congo through Covenant Kids Congo. And so you'll see how that unfolds later in the service today. During our time together over these past few weeks, we have been pondering and considering the truth we find in Scripture that we find both inspiring and intimidating. And that truth is that God has chosen us, even though we're frail and fickle and finite and limited, God has chosen us as his ambassadors, as the medium for his message that he longs to communicate to the world, to the people he made and whom he loves. He's chosen us to be that medium and commissioned us as ambassadors in the world. He's chosen us to deliver the message that God has for the people he created, that he loves every one of them, that he longs to be in relationship with them, that he has good plans for abundant living in a world that's increasingly marked by justice and righteousness as God invites his people to join him in that work. We are the medium for the message. And God intends for something special to happen through our lives. Because it's us that he's chosen to reflect his love to the world. God desires that his love and power would would somehow and often leak out, seep through our lives in ways that become so evident to the people around us. This is what the Apostle Paul is talking about in today's scripture passage. Let me read for us 2 Corinthians 4 verses 7 through 12. Paul writes, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. This treasure that Paul tells us has been poured into the vessels that are these jars of clay, this treasure is the light and the truth of Jesus Christ that God has directed into our lives, into our hearts and minds with the intensity of a laser beam. Just ahead of this passage in verse 6, Paul says, For God who says, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Those of us who have received and embraced the good news about new life in Christ, those of us who have placed our faith in him, are no longer living in the dark, says Paul. Paul says, just as at the time of creation, God spoke and light pushed back the darkness, he said, that's what's happening in your life. 
God has spoken and poured out and light has poured out and come into your life, pushing back the darkness that was there, embedding within us an unquenchable light. This is the treasure that Paul is talking about, life-transforming truth that changes us from the inside out. And Paul says this treasure that we've been given is a treasure we carry around in jars made of clay. Now, clay jars can actually be, be quite beautiful, quite elegant. They can be masterfully made. Maybe there's a time when you, you're at a pottery shop and you were struck by a particular piece, just the, the color, the shape, the texture of it. And so you went up and, and lifted it up to see the price tag underneath and then quickly and carefully set that piece back down. Because in our day, when these are works of art, we don't quite catch the meaning that, that Paul implied when he wrote these words. For us, jars of clay can be works of art that should be on a shelf. But in Paul's day, jars of clay were, were simple, basic pantry utensils. Maybe in our context, we should think of glass jars, or maybe even plastic containers very utilitarian, very workaday. Paul's point is that there's nothing particularly special about what is containing, what is housing this treasure that God has given us. Now, Paul's not downplaying or denying in any way the intrinsic value and beauty of people created in the image of God. Paul's letters are filled with passage after passage talking about how, how lofty and exalted human beings are because they've been created in God's image, and especially the place of honor they deserve since the Messiah himself, God himself, took on our flesh, walked this earth, and died for us. Paul doesn't downplay the value of human beings. He wants his readers to be astounded at the value of a single human life, given the extent of God's love to save those people he loves. But Paul's point in this passage in 2 Corinthians is that the primary treasure we've been given isn't this flesh and blood and bone container that we walk around in. The treasure we have is on the inside so that the vessels that contain them are frail human forms, aren't intended to wow or to dazzle, but instead as people look into our lives, they discover where our real treasure is. Paul then says, we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. It's as if Paul is reminding us that as Christians, as people who have been given this treasure, held in jars of clay, that the treasure we have inside of us makes an incredible difference, makes a practical difference. It's as if he's saying, think of a, of a clay jar that contains nothing and how if that were crushed or squeezed or struck, it would be likely to break, to implode. But Paul is saying the treasure that's been poured into us fills us up, supports us from the inside out, presses back, resists what's thrown against us, so that we are not broken. 
For Christians, Paul is saying, there's more than meets the eye. There's something deep inside. And then Paul says something very interesting and maybe a bit puzzling. He writes, we always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. Now, that phrase may sound a bit strange, that Paul is saying we carry around with us the death of Jesus. So, we might wonder, well, what does that mean? Well, suppose you could ask someone who, who maybe is in the habit of wearing a, a cross pendant around his or her neck. The image of a cross, not the image of a manger, which would be the symbol of Christmas, not the image of a tomb with the stone rolled back, which is the classic picture of Easter, but a cross, the very picture of Good Friday, a very visible physical reminder of the instrument that caused Christ's death. Why do people carry that around? Well, it's because Christ's death changed everything. Christ's death atoned for the sins that subject each of us to the penalty of death. Christ's death opened the door for God's forgiveness to be poured out lavishly. Christ's death is the ultimate example of God's love for the people he created. At the time of Jesus' death, we're told in Scripture that the temple that was in or excuse me, the curtain that was in the temple that shielded the holiest of holy places from people coming in and approaching that sacred space. That curtain was torn from top to bottom, reminding each of us that we now have access, permission, invitation to boldly come into the presence of God. And that curtain was torn before Christ even came back to life. It was his death that opened that way. We carry around with us the death of Jesus because his death continues to impact our lives. Christ's death invites us to daily acts of death ourselves as his followers. Christ's death invites us to death daily to selfishness death daily to sinful thoughts and behavior, death daily to being in charge or trying to be in charge of our own lives instead of being wholly and fully submitted to God and his plans. We carry around the death of Jesus because we have been united to Jesus Christ, including in his death. Paul says we carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that his life may also be revealed in our body. That empty tomb does show up in our lives as well. Christ's death changes our lives, but so does the truth and power of his resurrection. Through our baptism in Christ, we are united to Jesus in his death. And through our daily living, that's guided and empowered by that same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, By our daily living, we carry around in our bodies the life of Christ as well. And we get to reflect his resurrected glory. When Jesus spoke with a Samaritan woman at a well where she had come in the heat of the day to draw water, he told her, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. 
Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. And as the Holy Spirit works in us, the teachings of Jesus and the power of Jesus well up in us, leading us into the kind of abundant life that Jesus says in John 10, that he as the good shepherd welcomes his sheep to embrace because he lays down his life for them. Paul doesn't pull any punches. He makes it clear that this life of walking around as jars of clay filled with this treasure won't be easy. Paul says, we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may be revealed in our mortal body. His death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. Part of what Paul is saying here is that he's not interested in spending the abundant life he's been given on himself. He actually wants to take that life and then pour it back out, spend it, expend it lavishly on behalf of others. He's willing to be hard-pressed. He's willing to be perplexed, to be persecuted, to be struck down so that other people, and specifically here his brothers and sisters at the church in Corinth, may live more fully and more freely in Christ. Life is at work in you. Paul encourages, encourages these Corinthians who are so young in their Christian faith. God is at work in you, he says. The power of Christ is at work in you. And the same is true for each of us who have placed our faith in Jesus Christ, who have opened up the lids on our jars of clay and, and asked God to pour in whatever he wants us to accept in our lives. We know that there are treasures and we know that there will be hardships as well. We say yes to the grace and mercy of God. We turn from our sins in repentance and turn toward God as we seek to live a new way of life with Jesus as the head of this body called the church and the ultimate example of one who is willing to walk through death into life. Christ is revealed in us, Paul says, not because these bodies of ours that are, are made of clay and dust and stuff of the earth, these bodies that are destined to return there someday, it's not because of what we wear on the outside, Paul says, but Christ will be revealed in us. Christ's life and power will be obvious in us as people see the treasure within us. Paul says it's actually intentional that our bodies don't look so special so that it's obvious that it's God at work in us. Think of a plastic toy that you see maybe racing across the room. You can tell it's nothing special, but you also know that there's something inside that toy, a battery or spring mechanism. Something's powering that little toy from the inside out. Paul says as people look at us, they'll see us doing things not because we're wonderful people, but because Christ's power is at work inside of us. People will catch a glimpse of the treasure that spills out of us as we live the life Christ calls us to live. And Paul says they'll be amazed that such a simple container actually contains something so incredibly beautiful. God has chosen us to be the medium, the means, the conduit, 
for the message of his love through Jesus Christ. He's chosen us to be the medium because God knows how we're made and he knows that shining through our skin will be his light, dazzling, compelling to those around us. Christ himself will be revealed in us as we let his power do its work in our lives. As we embrace and share the treasure that's been lavished on us, entrusted to us. As we love and serve our neighbors, those who are near, those who are far away, and share with them the love of Christ. Christ will be revealed to the world around us whenever we say yes to his invitations to be his people in a world that God is already at work transforming. May God continue to reveal himself through us, through each of us, through this church, through his church around the world, flawed and fragile though we are. By God's grace, may people look at us and look right through us and see Christ himself. Would you pray with me? Loving God, Thank you for the work that you are doing in us. Thank you for what you are revealing through our lives. God, would you teach us to be faithful with the treasure we've been given, that we'd both honor it and share it. Help us to share your love freely and joyfully with our neighbors. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.